Hey guys, welcome to the best government podcast on Spotify. My name is Jacob Page. And I am Minhee Moon. Recently, especially after the 2016 election, there's been a lot of discussion about the potential of a popular vote for president in the United States and in a lot of the flaws of our current voting system. The popular vote system is where each voter votes for a single candidate, and the winner is the candidate who gets the most votes. So as long as a candidate has more votes compared to the other candidates, they win. This is an interesting idea. However, there are many flaws with this plurality-based system. Plurality voting is flawed because it tends to have an impact on the psychology of how we cast our ballots. Here's a clip from Eric Maskin in the podcast Civics 101, where he outlines this idea really well. If you're a voter and you're thinking about voting for a third party, you might say to yourself, you know, I like this party, or I like this candidate, but I don't really think they have a very good chance of winning, and so I don't want to throw away my votes voting for them. I'll vote for one of the major party candidates who at least does have a shot of winning, and I'll vote for the lesser of two evils. Our current voting system is essentially penalizing people for voting for who they truly believe to be the best candidate. For example, here in Indiana, where I live, if I vote for the Green Party, I'm basically throwing away my vote, and this forces me to vote for one of the two popular parties. A system that we want to focus on that we think addresses this issue is the single transferable vote. So, Jacob, what's single transferable vote? Well, the single transferable vote goes by many names, such as ranked voting and sequential runoff. But basically what it is is a voting system where the voter can rank the candidates based off their preference. So I think a great way to understand this, think about, let's say a group of 25 people is choosing what they want for dinner. If in the original vote, 12 people vote for pasta, seven people vote for pizza, and six people vote for Chinese food, then under our current voting system, pasta would win with 12 votes, despite having less than half the vote. Whereas in a single transferable vote system, candidates would rank their vote And after seeing that their choice would lose, their vote would go towards their second choice. So in our little dinner example, uh, if all six of those that originally voted for Chinese food ranked pizza as their second choice, their vote would then shift to pizza, making pizza having 13 of the 25 votes. And thus, pizza would win for dinner and more people would be less satisfied. So now that we understand this voting system, it is clear why we should use it in the United States presidential election. Not only does it allow people to vote for who they want, even if it is a third party, as their votes will be transferred to their second, third, or fourth choice if their previous choice loses, but also third parties will have a greater probability of electoral victory, as people won't be afraid of throwing away their votes if, they're, if they vote for them. Another reason on why we should switch to single transfer voting system is because our current voting system is the oldest of democracies in the world. And like anything else, we need to move on with the times and update the way we elect our presidents. A country that has moved with the times is Ireland, that uses single transferable voting. Through their system, every voter can be heard, which holds up to the one-man-one-vote ideal. In the case that you only want to vote for a single person, the voter can do so. It is their ranking, so their preference. If they want to rank everyone or just the people they want, That is their choice. You know, Minhee, I think that point you brought up about not having a two-party system is really important because if we look back at what the founding fathers of the United States wanted, 
we can really see that they they wouldn't have wanted a two-party system like we currently have. Uh, in Washington's farewell address, his parting political words where he was speaking to the nation after his presidency, he very explicitly outlined the dangers of falling into a two-party system like we currently have. And he was basically begging the people to not have this happen. Uh, you know, furthermore, James Madison and Federalist 10 outlined the danger of factions and how a two-party system could really be devastating to our nation, uh, like a lot of us, you know, I think feel right now. And the single transferable vote is really important because it, it does limit this two-party system. And it allows for three or even four parties to have a legitimate shot at winning elections. And I think that's really important when we look back at what our, our country was founded on and what it really intends to be. I think that's a really interesting point because at the end of the day, the purpose of voting here in the United States is for the citizens to get their opinions across by electing people that they feel represent their opinions well. Uh, but what's really happening right now with our plurality-based voting systems is most people's opinions aren't being represented, right? You know, we saw this in the 2016 election um, where the popular vote was not the winner of the presidency. But under this single transferable vote system, it really allows for the maximum number of people to be satisfied because your vote, if it's not counting for your first choice, is going to your second, going to your third. Um, so your vote's really being counted for who you want it to, um, which I think is a really powerful thing. Here's Sarah Carey on the pod podcast Radio Lab when asked about votes not representing the public's opinion under our current system. Exactly. And it's funny, like, when I heard about ranked choice voting, I was like, oh, like, th this system is so cool because it it's, I feel like it addresses that exact problem. And so I, I totally got sucked into it and I started looking around and it turns out there are a bunch of people who think that this could be used here in the U.S. And not only that, it already is. And when I asked around, uh, a number of people pointed to this moment in 2000 with the election when uh, Bush loses the popular election, but he wins because he wins in Florida. Um, and so people look at the, the results in Florida and see that a bunch of votes that might have gone to Al Gore, they go instead to Ralph Nader, who then becomes, you know, sort of notorious as this spoiler that, that maybe ruined the election for Al Gore. And, and after 2000, at that point, you do see some cities that start to adopt ranked choice voting. As Jacob and Sarah Carey said, the system can be very powerful, and many countries and states have benefited from it. The use of single transferable vote is not a brand new idea. As I've stated before, Ireland is already using it very effectively, but other countries such as Australia and states in the United States such as Maine, San Francisco, Florida, and Minneapolis that Sarah Carey mentioned have effectively used the system to elect their mayors and governors. Through this, it is clear that the United States has the resources to transfer into the single transferable voting system at a presidential scale. You might be asking if this system might favor one political party above another. From election results of Maine, one can assume that the Democratic Party will receive more support. In Jaron Golden's Democrat vs. Bruce Poliquin Republican election for the 2nd Congressional District, Golden was behind Poliquin by roughly 2,000 votes after initial voting. 
However, he won in the second round of the runoff by picking up second and third choice rankings from voters who chose Independence, Tiffany Bond, and Will Hoare as their first and second choices on election day. However, this change in political party is not representative of all single transfer of votes in the United States. In fact, they have had great success in San Francisco 2018 election for mayor, where Democrats were competing against Democrats, which ended up in the first black woman to be elected mayor of San Francisco. Not only does single transferable voting system heighten the probability of third parties and minority candidates, such as the mayor in San Francisco, to succeed in the election, it also creates a more respectful election cycle. And what I mean about this is that candidates will work together and endorse each other. For example, there's candidate A and B. In our current system, candidate A will attack candidate B, so candidate B looks bad. But in a trans- single transferable vote system, candidate A will be like, vote for me, but a second choice vote for candidate B. This new type of campaigning allowed for risk respectful differences of opinion over issues and policies. This is very interesting, but what would be the drawbacks of the single transferable voting system? Some drawbacks of the single transferable voting system is that the voting process might be a little complicated for the voters. And ballot exhaustion, where candidates can be elected with less than a majority vote. However, with better voter education, these problems can be solved. Thank you for listening to Jacob and Minhe's amazing podcast about single transferable votes. If you agree with our idea of changing the voting system, please leave a like. And I can't wait to see you on our next podcast. Have a good day.